0: Buzz, damn, you made it to another scrambling university. We are jamming some fish here. Oh, God, let's turn that baby down. Okay, now, uh, oh, ha, ha, ha. I promised, um, or actually, I have taken the new car in for an oil change uh, after the show. So, I got to kind of keep this rolling, and since I promised you guys a uh, Squatch Talk, number three um let's get right to it uh so actually ha i did squatch talk number three uh my actual business is uh south sound aquaponics llc we are the oldest operating aquaponics company in washington state um so yeah got that going for us uh i invented the living river uh system um so that is towards the end of the talk Um, I tell you about Vortex tea brewers. I tell you about, uh, how to, uh, use worm tea. Uh, I tell you about vertical airlift technology in this. Um, so it's super fun. Uh, and since I'm going to get to sit back and watch the video with you guys, I'll be in the chat and I'll be on the telegram chat on my phone. So I can yuck it up with you. We can make fun of me. Uh, yeah. And if you wanted to know how long it takes hippie hair. To grow back from buzzed, well, I'm putting cannabis oil on it. So I don't know. It seems like it's growing awfully damn fast to me. But you be the judge. Ha <laughs> ha. You be the judge. Uh, okay, here we go. Here we go. Uh, I gotta share. We'll just rip this video off here, and then I'm gonna mute my. Uh, I am gonna mute my mic, and uh, we will go to that. Um, oh, what did I call those? I called those Squatch talks. Squatch talk number three. Boom. Let's see if this starts rolling here. Oh, uh, that's right uh, up uh add that in. Add the stream. Welcome to Squatch Fest 2022, the spring awakening. Wah! We made it. Okay, looks like I'm oh, yakking away. It's <laughs> off and rolling. I'm in the chat. Oh my God, the tale Love of the you Squatch guys. Fest. Um, yeah, yeah. Last one almost killed me, this one did not. Uh, chill is the vibe, right? We, uh, yeah, we kind of got rid of all the rancor and uh, yuckity yuck back and forth. And uh, I declared myself king. So it's easy because there's there's an answerer, uh, but Patty's my co-creator behind the camera. Thank you, Patty. And Candace, wherever she is, lets me play and do shit and have a festival. Thank you, baby. It's Friday night, worky, worky night. So a bunch of people are on the way, getting done with their jobs, packing their shit, trying to run out here. The big days of the festival are Saturday and all day Sunday because I don't kick anybody out or stay till whenever um all right all right stick in my face ah i've never spoken on real mics okay so uh uh, my talk is on aquaponics permaculture the living river system uh and then after i do that because i want to show you how to build it and how it works then i'll show you how a vortex tea brewer worked We're going to talk about uh, vertical airlift technology, uh, life and living systems, and uh, I'll show you how to build like a $800 Vortex Brewer for like $8,500. So, Ah! somebody brings me a joint, I would love it, or a bong whatever go cook (laughs) pack it up pack it up okay uh okay so onward onward um okay so the first thing you have to understand is the difference between aquaponics and hydroponics right hydroponics is growing shit in a liquid nutrient nutrient solution which provides the plant everything it needs right so you got uh oxygen npk macro or that's the macronutrients right then you got the micronutrients right and when you're doing hydroponics right you can control parts per million ph really finicky uh all that stuff right you can You can make a plant do things. Grow much faster than nature intended. Um, Which is okay, I guess, if you're yield crop farming, right? Uh, But, oh man. uh, I started getting deeper and deeper into permaculture um, and throwing out the solution from hydro operations. You know, every seven days, every ten days, whatever. It depends what you're growing, how how nutrient uh uh wanting it is. Hey, there's the fence. Suck a dick. Ah Welcome to squatch. Um so anyway. <laughs> I love when the Hewis come by. Oh, hey look, a bong is magically appearing. Oh, thank you co-creator. Oh, did you grab a lighter for me too? Oh, oh my God, all three parts of the equation. Woo! Okay, oh, oh, a fucking real lighter. Okay, okay. So hydroponics versus aquaponics, right? So hydroponics, you're feeding the plant everything it needs in a water solution that you're creating, right? But then the thing is, you have to dump it out all the time. Uh, so. You're relying on petrochem's never-ending, forever, right? You're signing yourself up to be a customer of the weed store forever. Uh, you know, petroleum dudes in China and distribution chain and all that bullshit. Uh, so the uh, the alternative to that, since I'm a cheap hippie, <laughs> I say thrifty hippie, um, I hate paying for shit because once you really get into permaculture and start understanding it at its core, everything you need is somebody else's waste stream. So once you understand that and the value for value transaction model, somebody else's waste stream, right? They have to pay to get rid of. Their waste is a problem for them where it is because of the quantity and the timing of the thing. Where it is, when it is, is a problem for them. So it's opportunity for you if you see it right. So hydroponics, right? You become addicted to the hydroponic store. It's just like having a banker, right? You owe them every month. It's part of the equation. How much electricity, how much NPK I gotta buy, and then how much do I gotta flush? And I like salmon, and I live like a mile and a half from the Sound, and I go kayak fishing, and I like to catch them and smoke them and eat them, a lot of them. Uh, so I would be much happier if that shit wasn't getting flushed down the drain and pumped out to the Sound, right? So after doing the hydroponics for a while, okay, uh, everybody on the podcast, sorry, I'm gonna take a big old rip here. Bam, bam, bam. Wouldn't be Squatch Fest without bong tokes. Oh, there we go. Oh, one's good, two's better. Uh, so anyway, uh, so once you realize the farming aspect of it and the wanting to do things sustainably and waste streams, right? Aquaponics will grow things at the natural rate of growth um i kind of say the differences between doing mushrooms and doing lsd uh right mushrooms is the natural entheogenic oh yeah did you see my t-shirt drug war veterans for sale on the food forest farms website uh but anyway uh so aquaponics is like the mushrooms right to the hydroponics lsd One's fast and dirty, and one's slow, and with nature, and in its own time. So, with permaculture, you're supposed to think about a problem for nine hours, at least for every one hour of action, right? It's the division of your time clock. 90% 90 observation before you interact with the system. So you really understand the system you are looking at. So, after observing the hydroponic system for a long time, and then Jack at TSP really got into aquaponics and permaculture before me, got down the rabbit trail and started running. And then really I found Paul Wheaton. I've listened to every Paul Wheaton podcast there is from the very beginning. Um, So, he got way more down the uh uh, he down the permaculture path of things uh right but jack got really into the aquaponic hydroponic thing um and different aquaponic designs uh his miyagi ponds and all that stuff um i was taking a different tact because i was trying to do stuff commercially, but sustainably. So. um, Goldfish are dirty. They shit a lot. They drop pH in water. Half the time you're doing hydroponics, you're trying to drop your pH. Well, for certain Crops, you know, 5'8 is golden, right? Most things won't live at 5'8. Uh, goldfish do <laughs> so. They're really dirty, they piss a lot, they shit a lot. Uh, they like low pH, so they're great for aquaponic systems, right? Because what we're valuing is their waste stream. We want their waste, right? They're trying to get rid of it, they want cleaner water, we want their waste symbiotically. We'll clean their water. They give us more waste. We grow more plants. Um, So, that's where aquaponics, if you are patient and build the system correctly, is more forgiving and it takes care of itself a lot more once you set it up. And it doesn't continually send NPK that we had to get off the petrochem fuckers out to the ocean to mess with my salmon so being thrifty and liking fish i came up with this so i was i was doing uh we were inventing different commercial uh strains of cannabis for patients right so we needed we needed tons and tons of clones. but starting them and all that takes time and effort and yada yada um so if you could have a thing that was start about a thousand plants in a four by eight square and cost you i don't know what 32 bucks 64 bucks uh, let see a nine dollar harbor freight pump and then uh okay so the theory of the system first before we get into the exactly the parts. so yeah about 100 bucks about 100 bucks you're in um so, what I noticed was plants by rivers, right, never have anybody watering them or not watering them, or taking care of them or not taking care of them. Uh, when you fly back and forth across country all the time, like you could just tell where the, the, the rivulets are down on the mountainsides and where the rivers and where the streams are because it's, you know different colors of brown into different colors of green back to the green line back to the you know reverse pattern on the other side so thinking about like how do i get rid of the petrocams? how do i make more clones faster instead of oh look on youtube uh turbo cloners you can turbo clone like 144 plants at a time in one of those you could build them from home depot of these black things for Fuck, I don't know. They're selling their shit for $400. You can build them for, like, $50. Uh, So, we had, like, cost minimized that, right? But it was labor-intensive because you had to have multi-chamber things running, and they were all electric, and shit breaks, and pumps fail. So, uh, back to, like, the first principles of permaculture design, right? Make it stupid simple. Make it fail-proof. Even if something breaks, nothing dies uh so yeah it just made life easier um uh, so i noticed a pattern of all the green stuff by the rivers naturally taking care of itself and distancing itself properly from the water source so i came up with this uh tray table out of roofing panels um, you need the wells basically the wells are river tracks um for aquaponics or hydroponics, the medium really doesn't matter as long as it's inert. Um, You want something that will colonize the most amount of beneficial bacteria. So, you don't spend a bunch of money or whatever. Search Craigslist when people are going out of business for growing weed. Uh, You're looking for hydroton. It's the little round red uh, balls. High-end aquaponic and, hydroponic and aquaponic people use them. They're super light per weight. Um, so, you know, when you're filling up a six-inch bed, eight inches high, weight starts to matter if you're using pea gravel. It starts to get really heavy. If you go to use pea gravel, it can't have lime in it or it will continually mess up your pH and you'll always try to fix it. It will never work because it's breaking down the lime in the rock as it goes. So you have to keep. Um, so that's why hydroton's is perfect, right? Because it's a uh, fired clay. It's inert, looks like a lava rock under a microscope. Billions of places for bacteria to do their thing, um, which makes the living system more living. Um, the pebble, rounded pebbles, uh, work great, but they're they're a little smoother. But you know, it's it's degrees of perfectness, so it doesn't matter. Um. So the idea is, you cover your whole tray with about four inches of pebbles, right? If you're gonna use heavy stuff, you're probably gonna need to throw a sheet of plywood underneath, right? Maybe, maybe three. Uh, uh, or whatever, saw horses instead of two. Um, So the whole idea is, uh, this black thing's not big enough, but, so the whole idea is, trees near the river know how close to be, right? So if we pile up four inches of media, and we wanna get roots on a new cutting, stick it in a rooting cube, put it in the top one inch of the four inches of rock, right? We're going to have water running down the gates, running down the rivers underneath three inches under the cutting you just did, you know, cut, dip and rooting solution. So it's just hormone and vitamins, vitamin B, basically. Uh, So stick it in the rooting cube, stick it into the four inches of rock. Right. One inch down. Um, There's water running underneath right drops off into big giant i just used a big old like 110 quart cooler uh because the beautiful thing is if you use a big old cooler on this end you 300 watt fish tank heater for like 100 gallon tanks and such uh sips power will keep the water exactly at a degree uh so whatever you just let your goldfish whatever those hundred gallon rubber maids are fantastic um in a greenhouse you use that sunlight boom makes algae in your water the goldfish eat the algae the goldfish do their crapping and pissing in the water putting all the nutrients you need in it Right? And the pump, well, yeah, for this one, we're going to use a Cheap Harbor Freight pump with the spinner. Those spinners macerate stuff and send it through the line. Then when we talk about the Vortex uh, Airlift Brewer, that's going to be the big difference in pumps as to why use the two different pump styles. Uh, So just sits on the bottom as low as it can be in the dirtiest spot. You might have it on a little angle to make all the stuff go to one corner. Doesn't matter. You're sending the stuff back upstream to do half inch black water line, any grocery store or home depot cheaper cheaper 30 cents a foot something like that what do you need about eight foot run you need about 20 feet right because you got to account for the up and down and all that uh i just nailed mine under the table so down she goes come up to the high end bring the hose up right tie it right here run it across get your drill out One thirty-second one 18th, whatever, something like that, every one of these channels needs a hole so that the water runs down each channel. If one gets clogged up, they're always going to get clogged up. So there's this whole concept with water. Water can move uphill, but it has to wick. So capillary pressure, right? Uh, Like getting blood out of somebody. The the pipette is so small that when it touches the liquid blood, uh, it's, yeah, there's, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Water dynamics, we won't go into all of it. But anyway, capillary action exists if the space is small enough. So between all the crushed pebbles, all the places that they're touching from the bottom up have water in that crack line the whole way up the plants I think sense the running water underneath and they're in a rush hurry to get their roots into it because that's where the nutrient is coming from In not magical mystical shit uh, you dipped rooting gel on it that's got hormone stuff you've created almost the perfect environment uh like the cloning trays and all that are kind of the same except with the wicking action uh the rooting cubes stay perfectly moist um right they're off gassing on the top but they're getting wicked from the bottom so they're keeping that's the the whole trick in making clones of anything is making shit wet enough to roll but not so wet that it starts a fungus cycle um, and in hydroponics a lot of times you're always putting hydro peroxide in your system and killing stuff in a battle with life it's about keeping life out of your system which is impossible because everywhere on the planet there is a thing boom then there's life so uh yeah so you go from battling to killing everything all the time having to keep it clean kill 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 to embracing life right and then supporting the beneficial bacteria and the fish's gut and all that to come up and interact with the plants right the plants send exudates out tell the microbes in the uh you've created a soil layer basically right that's uh you don't spray shit. um actually if you go back to my Cannabis 101 uh, podcast at Scrambling University, uh, I give you my super secret uh, bug killing formula that will work and I will ingest it if you want me to. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, that works. Uh, so, yeah, if you're gonna have a living system, you can't ever spray shit on it th- that kills stuff because that would be silly. So, yeah, yeah, uh, water runs down, roots are there. They sense the water underneath, they want to go for it. So they come out like in seven days instead of 10 days in typical cloners. And if you're doing something at commercial scale, a 30% throttling up in your operation, while at the same time dropping all your chemical costs to zero, because I use sunlight for feeding the goldfish. Um, yeah, yeah, no, uh, no free pets, they're all doing a job. Um, nobody feeds a goldfish in the pond at the lake. Nobody's worried about how, how the goldfish is like doing on his side. Yeah, you know, like they take care of themselves. They're just you buy 13 cent ones at the store for, you know, buy 100 of them, chuck them in, make hiding spots, make it nice for them, make them wait for them to breed some more, but whatever. Onward, 13 cent goldfish, free nutrient. You don't want clones to be over-nutriented uh, anyway, because they don't need a lot. Uh, you don't want to burn them that's the that's the danger with hydroponics it's too easy to burn stuff so yeah all the channels run down as soon as you notice like the line like each one can be a clone yeah so 15 every uh three quarters of an inch yeah leave an inch gap da, 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 all the way up the table times 15 whatever that is honestly it's at least 500 at a crack uh right and then you do this one on you know monday and then tuesday and they'll they'll be done exactly in the cycle and you could just do 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 and you can make this table 20 feet long 16 feet long you don't need a hell of a lot of slope you got a really like nine dollar harbor freight pump right just silent water up when you get that cheap old pump from harbor freight just rip the filter off of it altogether. that spinning thing that pushes the water up the line you want that to smash up the crap and push it up the line, right? Because we want nutrient coming through the system. Um, So eventually you're going to get worms in your system. I don't know how. It just, oh, there's worms, Uh, night crawlers, whatever. It just always happens uh, if it's a good living deal, right? So now you got worms all living in there, doing their wormy thing, making worm castings, water's running through it. I mean shit, people are paying a hundred bucks a gallon, right, for worm concentrate. You just got it for free off the goldfish in the sun. So anyway, it's a living river aquaponic system. If you go to Food Forest Farms' uh, actual Facebook page, Candice runs that. It's non-political at all. It's just farming permaculture crap that I've done for years and years and years. Uh, there's, I think when I originally developed it, there's stuff on there. Anyway, there's stuff on there. If you ask questions on there. She'll get you an answer. I'll get back to you. Uh, so anyway, that's how this whole thing works. Um, so, the interesting thing with this system, using a macerating pump to get the shit through it um, also destroys life. Because the pump has friction and heat and the the silicone fins rub on the side, right? So. Um, you're making life, but you're killing life, which is okay for feeding the plants because you're pushing it back through. Um, now Vortex tea brewers, on the other hand, Uh, okay, so, uh, right, when you do permaculture, uh, growing, right, you're... You're trying to do a dance with nature, like the judo style, right? It's going to throw the punch, just let her do what she's going to do and then help her a little bit. Like systems progress, um, like out here, I'm trying to make Savannah. Um, so there's certain dimensions as how much empty space has to be, but, you know, double the height of a tree is the open spaces, all kinds of, just the math's kind of, it's math been worked out, so. if you want to grow stuff bacteria and funguses grow everywhere the trick is when you're starting a thing right nature's got bacteria and funguses everywhere that are coming after your thing it's like the bank robbers like they know where the money is they're they're going to the bank so uh coming so so since shit's coming We're smart beings, we can think ahead and do the permaculture thing like what's the next step in the iteration since we get to play back and forth inoculation of your tree or your fruit crop before the bad stuff comes by spraying good stuff on it, beneficials, to colonize it first means the bad stuff when it's around anyway can't really get a hold because all the places to kind of get attached as a fungus or as a bacteria is already taken up with the beneficial fungus or bacteria. So this whole concept of tea brewers came up. You're basically brewing a tea that you're going to either, well, most people water plants with it. That's okay. Um, Use it as a massively great fertilizer, all that, all that. Making tea is awesome and it can be used for that. I'll show you how to build it here in just a sec. So, while, yeah, uh, it massively aerates. Um, it massively aerates. I'll show you the how here in a sec. Um, bah, whatever. I get confused. <laughs> On with showing it to you. I'll explain shit as we go. Okay, so, it uses vertical airlift technology to move the water uphill in the system without damaging life. So say you had tadpoles down here in your pond, they could ride through the water system all the way and not die. So it could beneficial nematodes, so could beneficial bacterias. So that is why you build a Vortex tea brewer. Um, you are starting with a little bit of known good culture, fungus and bacteria what you're doing with the brewer is trying to billion exit right, for free. Uh, just a little bit of time and energy. Take a little bit of tea culture, right, and make mass quantity of it. So you take a little bit of tea culture, put it in, uh, which I use handful or two of worm castings. Thrown in an old lady's uh, stocking, you know, pantyhose. Because water flows through them great. Uh, so it's down at the foot, and you can tie it off to the handle on the garbage can and just throw it in the water. So the concept is uh, here, hold on, I'm going to throw it up here so you can see it. Bong break, bong break. And water, and water. I can only publish Ah, uh, for you podcasters, I'll narrate. Okay, That's okay. me taking a giant bong rip. Uh, uh, so Coming back over to the mic. <laughs> the vertical, the, 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 the vertical airlift brewer. The concept is we want to brew tea in this 50-gallon garbage pail or 35-gallon, whatever it is. I, uh, I, I forgot. uh, uh might stay on the bottom here. Okay, so first thing you do in the very center, drill out a hole for a shower drain. I think it's three inch, if my memory serves me right. Uh, It's like a three inch hole, I think going to two inch piping. Uh, You want to keep this piping big, large, so things can float through the system. So you put the shower drain in the very center. When we fill this with liquid, right, water always goes to the bottom. So water's gonna come down, fill all these pipes, right? All the way, water's gonna fill the pipes up, up to the level, wherever it is, wherever we set it. So water will be in these. So now, okay, so you saw the bottom, shower drain to a T The pipes go up the side to the top. What's interesting, when you come to where you're going to go up, once you've made the upward turn a little bit, we put in this 90 with a brass fitting for high pressure air. So on both sides at the same spot, is a brass nipple that takes soda hose for high pressure air. Oh, will my cord go out here? Let's see. If I don't squeak, this will be good. Uh, So, Okay, that is a big uh, uh, Active Aqua air pump. Uh, I wanna say these are like this is the most expensive thing in the system. maybe 50 bucks. I don't know with stuff nowadays. Hey, just in case uh for the future. Um, it's a Hydro Farm Active Aqua Um AAPA 70L. Like Lima. Um Yeah, yeah, it's worked. I've had this for <laughs> eight or 10 years. Um, yeah, yeah, she'll fire right up. It's been sitting in the bush over there for whatever. We, uh, oh, man, I didn't even think about bringing up water to fire it up live, because yeah, water stuff out here. Don't worry about it. Um, go back and watch my video. You'll see it. Uh, so anyway, you plug it in. High pressure air. Wah! Oh, that usually hangs off the side. That's why it's tied on with paracord, right? So it hangs on the outside. Pumps high-pressure air down the tube whoosh, into the big two-inch that's full of water on the upslope. Both sides, high-pressure. Water really doesn't want to go downhill and fight each other, right? The easy escape is just boom boom up the tube, up the tube. So now you've got... A tube of of water with high pressure air at the bottom that has to go somewhere, so bah it's going up the sides, and it takes a little water with it, right? Wicking again, kinda, uh, but it pushes like between the air bubbles. There's a little sheet of water, air bubble, sheet of water, air bubble, sheet of water, and that's why there's tadpoles and such. They could ride through this system. Or beneficial nematodes or beneficial bacteria and they don't die they don't get macerated in the pumps they live and they roll through and they replicate and they replicate and they replicate so you can take you know a handful or two of worm castings put them in a a stocking hang them on the inside So, beneficial bacteria and fungus. You know, think about bacteria and fungus. They love jungles and such, right? So, kind of warmer the better. Uh, 72, you know, 78. If I'm running it in the greenhouse and it's gonna be nice, I just don't worry about it and I just run it. If it's gonna be colder or whatever, uh, again, stupid cheap 300 watt fish tank heater tons free on craigslist when people give up on their fish uh, so um yeah that i throw that in just because so i make it cook at a good at a good cook um okay now see when water comes up these little these little guys i don't i don't build anything crazy whatever. I change it all the time. So I just dry fit stuff unless it's a problem. It's in the greenhouse. So if it drips, I just don't care. Uh, um, so these things, right? The water's coming up, coming up, gotta go somewhere. So see how they're kind of just off kiltered a little bit. Let's see this going this way. Yeah. So it's gotta go down and you just push it to a side. So think of like a giant 50 gallon drum and you got like, a little tiny stick, right? But you got all day. So you're just stirring and stirring and stirring. Um and you also take a pint or more about twenty ounces eh, two pints. Fuck it, two pints, it's cheap. Get unsulfated molasses at Costco. Um unsulfated molasses uh the, the sulfates mess with stuff. Uh so unsulfated molasses like ten bucks for a gram of gallon. You need like two pints. Chuck it in. So now we got sugar and we got worm castings. And now we got water movement. And we're starting a vortex. And we got good, proper heat. The bacteria and fungus love, love, love. So you're stirring a 50-gallon drum with a little tiny twig, right? But you're rolling and you're rolling and you're rolling. And you got you get a big giant vortex going you can literally see that shower drain at the bottom when the vortex is rolling you can see all the way to the bottom drain perfect hole okay now think about if you take hello Uh, hello ah. okay oh wait oh that's me okay so if you take a vortex that's three feet deep and two feet around and you do the calculus on the area of the, of the surface area of the water as it's circling after it's run through the high pressure air, it's crazy. It's like 12, yeah, 15 square feet or so. So, right, the little garbage can is now this big, giant, cubic thing of water with just getting high-pressure injected. So it's massively oxygenating it, you've given it sugar, you've given it the life you want to go forward, Um, now you just wait. At some point in 12 to 24 hours, it will just start foaming and foaming and foaming, and now you got life. So if you're just going to water your plants and all that, right, you water with the living stuff. The living stuff ate the molasses, converted it in itself, right? We, we force fed it sugar, just like fattening a cow. It got raw, you know, the bacteria and fungus rolled. Um, you're going to water the soil with it. All the protozoa and stuff from the worm castings, it's gonna die, right? Because you had perfect environment for it. Now it's going into your plant. Not so perfect, dead. Um, you're feeding the soil. So all that molasses water is going in and feeding the other living life in the soil. When that stuff dies, they'll all feed on it, right? It's life, death, life, death. It's a circle. You gotta put life in the soil so the other stuff can tear it apart molecule by molecule and. Feed it to the plant because the plant's pissing out exudates and its roots calling for like, I want zinc, I want calcium, I want whatever. Here's the candy, bring it, bring it, bring it. Right, so they'll work. You just gave them all these building blocks to work with, to rip apart. So stuff goes really fast. Uh, It's really clean. Um, The other super cool reason to do it is inoculation of fruit crops early in the season there's like uh, go online look i i build this shit and then i get bored and i don't use it like i should i should be spraying out here i don't even do it at my own place but i really should you could make a business out of it in i love salmon people you take care of their take care of their trees um if you take this stuff uh okay so the next thing is like how to use it the real way you get yourself a Hudson half-horsepower Fogger. Nothing else. It's 285 bucks, something like that. Whatever. Anything else, you're wrong. That's the one. So, you get yourself a Hudson Fogger. It holds like two gallons. Oh, Okay, you want to buy a bigger one and get the backpack one? I wouldn't fault you. Uh, the deal is, at a half-horsepower, it's got enough. Oof. To, to throw the mix through the fogger that I believe is a 20 micron fogger. So when it's pumping out the orifices, it's coming out 20 microns, right? We didn't want to kill stuff when we were making it, right? Cause we wanted it to breed. We wanted more of it. When we're gonna distribute it, killing it on the way out is no big deal cause de- that's what we're growing it for. So, uh, yeah, you've got a Hudson Fogger, uh, it'll shoot about 20 feet, a powerful mist, a powerful fog. Um, it will get on the thing you are shooting it at. The problem with all the pump, pump, pump sprayers, uh, all that bullshit, it sprays water droplets. It does not vaporize, not vaporize, uh, or it doesn't turn into a mist small enough particle if you look at plants under microscopes when you try to spray them to see nutrient absorption stuff um, a lot of plants have little hairs on them and stuff so like that's why bug things are such a problem for organic gardeners right because you spray your shit on there You think it's on there. It's not really on there. It's trapped up on top of the hairs and there's like a layer of air and bugs still running around underneath your death juice. They don't care because it's not touching them. So a fogger shoots out a 20 micron spray so you can shoot it low and aim up. It'll shoot like 20, 30 feet, about four foot cone of mist coming out that's fine enough when it gets on things to float up kind of, and when it hits it, it gets it wet, it sticks. So the objective, if you're putting this stuff in a fogger, is to fully feed the plant, or with all your fruit trees, right as they're starting to break bud, spraying them all. Remember the thing will shoot 20 feet in the air, 30 feet in the air. So it's not tough walk around a tree, put all the good stuff on it right and that way at the start of the season when the race is on for the new leaf right new leafs being created nature's tossing bad stuff on it you just hosed it down with beneficial bacteria and fungus right that's got a little bit of leftover uh, sugar to keep rolling you have massively advantaged the race to your side so you know but it's organic farming or beyond organic farming or whatever i mean you could it's not going to kill you uh worm worm, worm juice on molasses uh so uh yeah that's what that's what i i don't spray chemicals yeah you can't see the beauty of the place but anyway you will in the other videos from Squatch fest uh, so yeah so that is vertical airlift that's the vertical airlift part of the system right vertical airlift technology in a vortex t brewer you could do it other ways right you could just have a pump at the bottom and suck it back up to the top and if you didn't care about the living stuff in the system um but anyway that's how that works uh okay living remember system vortex vertical uplift okay Vertical uplift is also super cool if you want to do, like, a a living swimming pool or, like, a living jacuzzi or hot tub or whatever crazy projects we're working on next, Um, right? Because we need the beneficials in the system to work with the water reed beds and all that to clean the shit up. So, this could go anywhere. Um and i haven't tested how small a pump to make it go up at a decent enough rate and whatever but now that you know about the technology man do some stuff hit me up so uh at sign like the at scrambling university i do a podcast monday wednesday and friday in the comments the very first uh comment thing usually i drop in the link to the show so, if you want to come on and talk about anything, I got so many thousands of videos up, uh, yeah, whatever, any of the shit, um, come on and hash it out, whatever, come fight with me, be a troll, whatever, don't care, uh, we need a good Lenny the Fox News troll, uh, ah, lights going everywhere, breaking shit, whatever, okay, Squatch Best Rocks, uh, uh let's see, uh, businessy shit, um, Whatever, we might not edit this for the podcast. We might, uh, I got Baofeng radios uh, for sale, brand new in the box over there uh, with base stations. Anybody needs a radio, uh, John could probably give us a good uh, talk around the fire later on, programming them and making the channel stay. Seems to always change when it's in my pocket. Uh, so that might happen, might it's squatch, so it's random. The beautiful thing is, uh, there's this big old sound system up here, Uh, and a microphone. you want to say something, come and grab it. Uh, Keep politics to a zero if possible, Uh, uh, whatever, but uh, don't hurt the place, conditions of entry are by the bar, everybody agrees to binding arbitration, you can never sue me in any actual court in the United States, period everything out here is trying to harm or kill you this is an active farm there's actually coyotes and black bear they're real there's pokey stuff everywhere and holes so uh yep binding arbitration can't sue me everything's trying to kill you and you have to protect yourself at all times so those are the rules other than that have fun be kind rewind don't hurt yourself Tell friends, we're out here till Sunday late or whatever. I don't know, I'll, I'll take ship back. I'll come back out, I'll go back on Monday. Yeah, long distance travelers at Squatch, it's kind of, uh, okay, so the kind of the, the deal is only 500 people ever allowed ever out here at a time. My coffee company is being turned into a Dow kind of, but more like a monarchy. Uh, that is run or uh hmm, managed through NFTs. So there will be 100 NFT holders. Uh I think we sold we're up through we're up through about 50. So there's 40, I don't know, right around there. I sold a bunch of Flow Fest, I got follow up shit to do. Um Yeah, those crypto guys were loving it. So, so uh you know there's nfts for um fake stuff that doesn't exist right just hold my money in the box give me an nft for the thing and back and forth and blah blah then there's nfts for things like title on a car title on a house title on one grapevine in a vineyard because when they go to pick it they can weigh how much that vine produced and pay you accordingly at the end um so NFTs and smart contracts are going through a burnout phase right now of craziness because the cra- it's crazy. And you can manipulate the markets legally, so they're going to do it. So what I'm trying to do is kind of teach about what an NFT really is, a non-fungible token, meaning non-fungible. Each unit is not like any other unit, all of the units... Are unique right each grape plant on the grape vineyard is a unique plant that can be RFID is a unique individual thing it lives it dies your gamble right so my deal with my NFTs is um, I'm gonna sell only a hundred and as so the deal is it's a contract basically you agree to buy two pounds of micro batch air-roasted, 84-plus score, Q-graded, finest coffee on the planet. Go read all my coffee detail bullshit at Food Forest Farms on the coffee info page. I like wrote university classes. You can go see them. Uh, so, you get me personally, no other people ever, roasting coffee for you to your specification. I mean, you can default my fair trade Organic Blonde Espresso, Oh, fucking great. My Brian's blend, great blend. All the rest of the stuff I sell is single origin, roast to your specification. Uh, if you want to be finicky after you join and make your own blend, do series. we do like you. Some people like, oh, okay, give me the Guatemalan and I want to try it in six different versions of darkness. And we start them out like on the ends of the spectrum and they say which one they like a little more, uh, the darker, the light, and then we, Play around, play around, right? Figure out each country, which being so. Some people that join like to play, uh, and ask me really deep questions and all that, and they want coffee education. And I've started so many damn businesses in like, boots you can ask me questions in anything: food service, distribution, wholesaling, manufacturing, white labeling, uh, Airbnb, hip camp, fucking whatever. So. What do you get for your $40 a month? Mm, uh, okay, you get two pounds of coffee for sure. That really should be like 30 or 40 pounds a bag. Um, if you look at, go look at comparable stuff by the guys with like lamb chop beards and shit that are really young hipsters. That's, that's the market. Um, but really the coffee's just part of the back and forth of the NFT because what I want is a relationship with 100 people and nobody else, nobody else. So the day we sell the hundredth position, the door closes. The coffee company vaporizes from the face of the earth. We quit it as a business. It just becomes, well, I got ordained. It might become part of the church. It might become whatever, a club. Haven't figured that part out exactly. It will become private, private. No portal, no way to buy coffee from me on planet Earth, except through my 100 NFT holders. If they want to, so each of them, the day we hit 100, locks, (laughs) locked, Boom. They're all getting issued personal artwork that I did for each of them with them in mind. So as the after sale market picks up in the people who, okay, I want out now, this is on the market. Uh, they will be different people's NFTs with different original artwork for them. So in the after market, might Jack Spirko's NFT trade for more than say Wade's NFT? If you want the history and the original artwork that comes with Jack's, maybe it demands a premium. Maybe it doesn't. That's the experimental part. Uh, The part that's not the experiment is running the company that way. So once we hit the 100th, boom, everybody will have had an order pattern, right? Except the 100th dude. I'll have a conversation with them. Like, why did they buy it? Uh, A lot of people, well, okay, this is super interesting. So some gamer people have figured out that if they buy multiple NFTs, because they are buying more than two pounds of coffee anyway, they get multiple positions and will own multiple NFTs when it closes, that they can then trade back down to owning one and get all the coffee they want, pretty much. Right. We're not talking if they didn't want to start a business with it. They just need coffee for themselves. So the gamers have started to gamify the NFT process. on that, which is pretty interesting. Um, There's another group of people that are joining because they understand white label manufacturing and being able to sell shit out of their web store or virtual marketplace or farmer's market or wherever they sell stuff. It's a way to add a line onto what they are doing without having to spend ten or $15,000 setting up a roastery and learning the, you know, 10,000 hours of how to roast and how to roast well. So, um, uh, they buy an NFT, right? They have an idea for their label. We get them a custom blend or two or whatever they want to do, set up their little thing. There's some parameters so I don't get run ragged, um, right? Because I ship on the 15th of the month. That's the deal. So I can come out and do all these festivals and shit, right? And just go home and roast hard for a week, 20 hours a day or whatever. Whatever's got to get done, right? And get done. Candace helps me get it all packaged and get it out to you and throw all the bonusy stuff in. Uh, so anyway, that— uh, So that's for the NFT holders. Uh, um, so some people are making white labels, right? And once the 100th one sells, the door closes. The white label folks— We'll kind of, we'll kind of. I will, I will put out there. Here's the maximum number of pounds that I can roast in a month, and we're gonna have a little discussion amongst ourselves about what everybody intends, right? And divide up my my physical labor, um, allocate it out, right? So each NFT will come with whatever. It'll be like first in time, first in line, like old west water rights. Um, I'm not gonna use blockchain bullshit. I am going to run the market on my website. Um, So, the NFTs will trade on my website. People that want to be named will have their names attached. People that don't want to be named, you could just be NFT87, anonymous, wants to sell, asking $50. right? somebody can see that and uh i'm the conduit send me an email i'm looking at buying that you want to send him a note where you know if it's cool you know it, it, there's not going to be a lot of trading i don't think because people are getting them for long-term relationship reasons mostly uh price buyers don't you know it's not a it's not a thing like that um and the other thing you get is you get at least two tickets to Squatch fest so you get to come out here Two people. As soon as we kind of hit 500 out here, the door's going to shut. There's going to be actual tickets with the tickets that are left over for non-NFT holders. So I don't know. There might only be, you know, 50 tickets a year that are even available to the general public. Uh, might be a hundred. Might be 200. I don't know, because uh, people that own the NFTs live all over the country but they have friends and family, right? Their rights are transferable because they are my partners. They're my homies. They're supporting the dream of the coffee craziness and the broadcasting and the and the building the park. And at okay, all of it. So yeah, yeah, that's the deal. That's the deal. So anyway, commercial, commercial, blah, blah, blah. Have fun. Uh, we brought Richard Foreman out from the Bay Area He's we've been we've been tuning everything and this is just my little mini speaker for this bullshit But uh, we, we sound checked it yesterday. Bam! am uh, Light checked it last night with the bonfire boom. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. We're gonna roll uh, so if you're if You're not out here yet and you're within like 12 hours of here, uh, Get over Come on. What are you doing? Uh, yeah? Yeah long branch, Washington uh, go to Joma Beach State Park Follow the candy cane pulls. red and purple, you'll find it. Hang on left to 64th, can't miss it from there. Come on out. Uh, he's gonna play tomorrow night too, seven o'clock. Uh, tomorrow night at five, we got John Pugliano, Investable Wealth Podcast. Uh, he's a great financial market guy, analyst, super cool head, uh, definitely like long-term. It is podcast, right, the, and, uh, wealth Wealthsteading podcast, right? wealth Wealthsteading, like homesteading. How to well, how to, how to take care of your cash to grow it so then it starts growing for you. And yeah, yeah, oh, anyway, that's up for tomorrow. I'm Squatch Talker number three. He's going to be Squatch Talker number four. And uh, on with the music show, I guess. Anybody have any aquaponic questions or anything? All right. Roaring applause. Ah! See you guys. Bye. Ba-ba! And you're back. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, that was fucking awesome. Um, I do have a appointment I got to take the car to though. Uh, so I got to get out of here pretty soon. Um, It was really fun watching, uh, watching my own self along with you guys. So if you didn't watch that on YouTube and you want to see the replay, go back because you will get to see all the comments. I put in a lot of links, everything I talked about, uh, once I like was duh, start putting in links. Um, I started putting them in along with the talk. Um, so there you go. Uh, I had one NFT member, um, Uh, asked me during the show, though, about the artwork. So here's the deal. Non-fungible tokens means they're unique and identifiable, Um, right? Like dollar bills are fungible because one is the same as the other. They're all the same. Um, Now, my non-fungible tokens will all carry the same rights to things, to coffee, to everything else. Uh, I talked about that during the talk. Um, but the very first time when I sell the 100th membership, the token, when I, when there are 100 members in the club, boom, that's a trigger date. I then, well, I am along the way, but me, you know, I like deadlines and, uh, deadlines help me get shit done. So that is a trigger date. For me to put in the actual mail on the next 15th when the coffee goes out. Because just like I said, I ship coffee on the 15th of the month. No other days. That way I can go around the country, right? And do a bunch of stuff um, and go to other events and all that. As soon as I get to 100 sold, that is a trigger point for me to issue the NFTs and poof go meet everybody go around help everybody start businesses do business. i'll do business consultation from campgrounds for free um i love it so uh anyway the very first time they're issued each human person or corporate entity or uh, website entity or email address that has purchased the nft Uh, There's lots of ways people are buying them. Some are anonymous, some are not. Some people want their names on them, some people don't. Um, I am making handmade art, a five by seven piece of art, for, to, to be the physical representation in the human plane of existence, a physical object to represent your NFT. The NFT is a virtual concept of the benefits of the coffee club, right? It's a it's an ethereal package of real life things, but we need an object to pass around. Who owns the NFT, uh, right? So the hundred humans or entities will own the NFTs the day the hundredth is sold. Boom, that triggers their existence until the hundredth person entity, email address, whatever, uh, phone number, joins the club, the NFTs don't exist yet. I am working on the art uh, as I go, right? Because each person has a personality if they are not anonymous Um, and even anonymous. I will find some way to personalize them just a little bit, but it will be anonymous. Uh, so anyway, that is the, the NFTs. Cause people keep saying like, I'm gonna get your art. You can't really get me art. It's me making the art so that each of the hundred are very unique. They will represent the very first owner. As soon as the hundredth is sold, they go out with the coffee on the 15th. I will open up a little box on my website that says NFT marketplace ask bid if you would like to sell your nft you know how to get a hold of me because you're a member of the club text me call me telegram me signal me Fuck, if you're a member of the club that means we're you have a standing order and you have a four ways to get me so you would just tell me hey I want to put mine up for sale I want to either do it anonymously or as Liberty Meek Solutions NFT number blah, blah, for sale now. Or as in uh, Jack Spearco's NFT number super low for sale now. Or uh, 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 roast Coffee's NFT super, super low number for sale now. Or maybe there's a death in the family or something right and the kids are like what the fuck is this right who is this what is this wow coffee's coming to the house uh right or whatever or you want to get rid of it for any reason it has a value we're about to find out what the value is on the free market and that's why i had up there earlier uh more than half sold so half are gone more than half we're on the downhill slide to uh to launching the project and taking the for sale retail coffee off the market it will not be for sale to the general public if you are an nft holder and you want to do resale of my coffee i will hook you up with lots of ways to do that even through my own site uh i just don't want to do the customer service to a billion people uh just my 100 homies that are helping me run my project because they know how to communicate with me and keep it boom let's roll all right all right commercial commercial have fun go do something love you guys hope uh hope my squash talk work now that you understand what squash talks are boom uh Squatch fest for the fall harvest fest is set if you want to come out and be a helper thursday the 22nd is the equinox That's always a super special party day uh, because I cook for anyone who helps me at camp. So if you come, if you're a long distance traveler, come out early, stay late. Don't care. If you're local and you want to help come out that Thursday, help me clean the place up, spruce it up. Uh, If not everyone else, come out Friday and Saturday, which will be 9, 23 and 24. Stay the 25th, stay overnight, take Monday off. Fuck it. Have a sick day. Uh, So Uh, Yeah, but the uh, so Squatch Talk number five is going to be Noah Wingate uh, talking about lasers and uh, I don't know maybe he's going to throw in some other like he's got so much cool tech stuff Uh, I'm sure it's going to be a lot of techie stuff to include lasers. (laughs) Oh lasers I love them. Okay all right all right enough I got to get I got to get going. Bye. Scrap says bye too. Love you guys. Go do something productive. Have a great day.